What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome, everyone, to our young men and women in God's ministry. God God bless. I'm here, Pastor. God bless. We welcome everyone, the young men and women in God's worldwide ministry as this evening we are in God's Sunday evening service. Yes, Lord. And we thank God for that as this is the eve of the birth of Christ. At this time, we're going to ask Evangelist John Washington to open us up with prayer. At this time, over here, is not Hello? Back yet. Okay. He's not back yet. That's what I texted you. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. All right. Well, we will go on and I will open us up with prayer. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come on your line and come in fellowship with one another this evening. And Father God, we just thank you for letting us go in your sanctuary this morning, Father God, and give honor and glory and ooh, power unto your holy but precious name, knowing that this is the day that our Lord and Savior will be born on tonight, going into tomorrow morning, Father God. And as he is rebirthed, so shall we be rebirthed on this gorgeous day yes, that you have yeah, put in place for us to be born again, not of the body, but of the spirit of Christ in us. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. Father God, we bind any spirits that may come across this line in any form, fashion, or way to try to hinder or just misdirect the word of God in any form, fashion, or way. And Father God, we ask you just to release the blood of Jesus over this line. Father God, we also ask you this evening, let the man of God sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more of you than it is of him. And, Father God, we ask that you open up our hearts, minds, and our spirits to receive your word in a prophetic way this evening, Father God, that you release a prophetic word unto us and one with complete understanding. And we thank you. We praise you and exalt you. Jesus, by the name we pray. Amen. 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 And then we really thank everyone that's on the line and those that are coming. At this time, we're going to go on and ask Pastor Nadine Riley Washington to give our announcements. Yes, welcome everyone, and and thank you again for joining us. Our announcement go, our announcements go as follows. Every second and fourth Sunday of the month, 
at 7 p.m. We have here a Sunday evening service where we have an awesome preacher and teacher of the Word of God come forth and bring forth the Word that the Lord has given them to preach. Please join us on the the second Sunday and the fourth Sunday of each month at 7 p.m. On on the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday of each month at 9 p.m. It's a little later because we give everybody a chance to get home from their Bible studies. But at 9 p.m. on the first and the third Wednesday of each month, we have our revival, our Wednesday night revival, where, again, we have a Bible preaching and teaching pastor, evangelist, minister, apostle, bishop, to come forth and bring the word of God, the awesome word of God. We have a theme for that night. Every month we have a different theme. And we thank everyone for coming online and joining us on these nights. Our our Bible study is getting ready to return. And we're looking forward to the overseer bringing forth a powerful and enlightening and a teaching Bible study where everyone is allowed to come and join in. You're allowed to speak on this line. You're allowed to give you, give to the world what the Lord has given you to speak. On a subject, you're allowed to join in. We don't know everything, so we encourage you to also come on and speak also. So we um, thank you, and those were our announcements for the night. Well, as it seems, our overseer might have got um, cut cut off, so we're going to continue on. We're going to continue on. We will tonight. We will have a good night in the Lord. We will hear an awesome word of God. Praise for our own overseer tonight. He's going to bring it, bring forth that word that the Lord has given him just for this special night. Amen. 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 We, we thank you, Pastor, for the announcements um, and giving the announcements as she did deliberate to you. We will be starting our Bible study in the first Saturday in January. So come join us. The devil is alive, been hindering us, and and things been coming into play. But whatever has to be done will be done on the first Saturday in January. So please come. It's open form, as she said. Everybody can share. We will be studying out of the book of Revelations. Um, So join us um, on Saturday. We will post the time on our pages on Facebook. 
and we will reach out to those on Facebook and let them know um, the time of our Bible study. Because we thank, we thank Pastor Nadine Riley Washington for delivering our announcements. And as she just told you, I'm elected to give the word tonight, and we want to move on into the word of God in a mighty way. Um, I'm not one for a whole lot of excess talk, so you can find my assignment tonight on in. First Corinthians, the first chapter, and I'll be reading from the 10th to the 16th verse. Amen. You know, tonight we're looking forward as Jesus has come to give us life in him. And he was born for a particular and, and, and necessary purpose for us to live on. And Amen. tonight... And tonight, so many people today want to preach about his birth, but I want to preach about, I want to teach about what his birth meant to us. Amen. What his birth meant to us, that we're able to live not only in us, but also in him, in Jesus. Yeah. And those of us that have him, but have no true relationship with him, see, you can have Christ in you and not adapt the relationship that you need to adapt with him. So tonight we want to just talk about how vital it is to have Christ Jesus in you. Again, First Corinthians, the first chapter I'll be reading from the 10th to the 16th verse, and it reads, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, and that ye be perfectly joined together in the in the same mind, in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Shiloh, that there are contention among you. Now this I say that every one of you said, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, but but Charisidus and and Gallus lest any should say that I had baptized in my own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephenson. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any others. Tonight, I want to take the time and talk to you on the topic is the unity of Jesus in you. Is the unity of Jesus in you. Father, we thank you once again for letting us come in your word. Father God, I ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, that you open up our ears and our minds and our hearts to hear your word in a powerful way, Father God. 
Father God, I ask that your word rule in and abide in our spirits where your word says that my word should not return to me void, but accomplish what I please in the place I send it, and it shall prosper. Let the prosperity of your words flow out tonight. Let the Shatana glory fall on this line, Father God, and let a prophetic word go forth tonight as we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, you said in your word that you gave your only begotten son that we may have life. And those that believe in him shall, shall live for eternity. So, Father God, we ask you, to let the man of God sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more of you than it is of him tonight, Father God. And let us hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. We thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Is the unity of Jesus in you? And we look at our opening scripture. It appears now that there was some conflict inside the church. And Paul was stepping forth to confront the church, not one, but the body, about the not giving over to contention but walking in unity. Then Paul says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye speak the same thing. And that there be no division among you, that ye be perfectly joined together in the same line, in the same judgment. And, and, and what happens today in today's church, there's such division in the church that there can't be no true unity. Can I talk to you for a minute? What I'm talking about that you got cliques in the church, you got people in leadership that only run with certain people in leadership, and that's a form of division. Mm. Yeah. You got the cliques in the church that 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 pastor may do want to run and do and they put her over to, to do the women's auxiliary, but this click don't like her, so they're gonna try to rule out and get her out instead of working in unity as that being their sister in Christ Jesus. Amen. Mm. We have those that turn around inside the church and are operating to this. They operate to try to validate you in the position that you're in, and then they try to disvalidate you if they don't like you. Because there's no unity. And and, and where you really see what Paul is talking about in this division is that some people let their kids play with some people's kids in the church, but they don't want to let them play with other kids in the church. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all know that. I don't want you. Don't mess with them. I'm telling you, I told you not to sit with that girl. I don't want you over there with them. That's division. That's the vision. Because there should not be. I should not separate my child from being with you. You should not be able to separate yourself from being with other people in the church because your click don't like they click. Mm. Because the Bible just tells us there is no division in Christ Jesus. If he's in you and you in him, there has to be one. There should be no division. 
And yet, there is division in the church. Let me read on a little more of God's word. And it says, For if I have been declared unto me of you, my brethren, that they which are of the house of Cleo, that there are contention among you. And, and, and can I say this? There's always some contention in the church. Mm-hmm. Somebody always wants to be better than somebody else. And the Bible says, don't think yourself highly of no one else. But yet, everybody wants to think higher than somebody else. Every little group want to be better than the other group in the, in the, in the house of God. And every other group will outdo the other group. The house of God is not a place of competition. The house of God is not a place of competition. It's a place of us walking in unity. The Bible says this, when two or three come in agreement, see, when two or three come in agreement, they're in unity. And guess what? God shows up. Amen. Now you go to some churches and you don't see the spirit of God in it because there's no true unity in that house. Mm. There is no true unity in that house. Yes. And the and the conflict here with and, and what I'm reading to you is the fact that everybody was talking about who they were baptized by. And Paul talked about it. And he said, Now this I say that every one of you said, I am of Paul, and I am of Paulus, and I am Cephas, and I am Christ, and I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Was your pastor crucified for you? You know, if you're, I belong to such such fact. That's not that. I belong to him. You don't belong to nobody but Christ Jesus. You don't belong to no man. You know why you don't belong to no man? Because God told you this. He told you put no trust in man. The only one you can put your trust in is Christ Jesus. Amen. Hmm. But yet, but yet, we always want to delegate that we belong to some man or woman that's our pastor that's over us. I don't belong to none of that. I'm the overseer of some some ministries, and they don't belong to me. They belong to God. Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, I pray for those that you gave me. Go read the Bible. He didn't say, I pray for the ones that are mine. He said, I pray for the ones that you gave me. Amen. Because the ones that he gave them, Jesus was forming them and fitting them to walk in the unity of him. Amen. Of him. Let's go over there and, and let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go over to John, the 17th chapter. And you can see this, what I'm talking about, what, God, what Jesus did in the Garden of Yosemite. He prayed just for you. And this is what we have to establish because, see, Jesus died. Jesus was born that we could have life in him. Amen. He died on the cross. He died on the cross that we could have life. And then he said that we could have life more abundantly in him. The Bible says that I can do all things through, through Christ Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. 
that is in me. I can do it in Christ Jesus. And don't say do it through God. They said, but do it. I can do all things through Jesus. Yeah. So we know we know they one and the same, but the Father wanted us to realize one thing that it's only through Him. Jesus said, "Only way to the Father is through Me." Everything that we do is in Him because that's where the power of unity that we walk in is not in us, but is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Over in the twentieth verse, it reads, and "This is Jesus praying." For the church, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And what he was saying there, neither do I pray for them alone. He, he said, neither do I just pray for my disciples, but I'm also praying for those that are in the church. Mm. And, 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 and this is why he's praying. He says, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And, 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 and the thing about it, see, when we walk in the true unity of Christ, then the world sees the, the life of Christ where we say, well, Christ died, they'll say, but no, he's alive and well because you know where he's alive and well? In you. Amen. But if you don't walk in unity with one another, then they can't see the true life of Christ in you walking on the earth. My Lord. He goes on to say, And the glory which thou giveth me, I also giveth them, that they may be one, even as we are one. So he said that he's telling he's saying to everybody. Just as me and the Father are one, now me and you are one. And I'm giving you the same elements to be able to work in you that the Father allowed to work in me. But yet, you can't exercise these elements or these powers of Christ that's in you unless you come into fellowship and fellowship with one another. Unless you walk in the completeness of true unity. Amen. Because it's supposed to be moving as one, not as individuals. Is the unity of Jesus in you? Mm. He went on to say, and I am them, and thou in me, and that they may be made perfect in one. And the word perfect here means equipped, that they may be equipped as one in who? Who do you say? That they may be made perfect in one. Let me read it. I am them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Mm-hmm. 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 When, we, when we walk in the unity of Christ, the world sees the love that God has us. You know, I was, I was just telling. My other half, I was telling my elect lady that we, we, we thank God. We have not seen a day of not having or struggling to do this or do that. We're not, we're not rich. We're not nothing. We're not all that. But God has put us in a place that he has provided for us. 
And mm-hmm. what makes it so is what makes it so is that we we are walking in unity. Yes. And we have taken a relationship and not based it on the natural things that relationships are based on the earth, but we are formulated on the foundation of God. My Lord. And where God is, there's unity. Yes. Not that we don't go through things. Not that the adversary don't attack us. Not that the adversary don't bring thoughts and minds. But we turn it over to Christ. And when you turn it over to him, mm-mm-mm, he'll bring you back into such a unity from one another that, that you'll be able to overlook it. Yes. Because one thing, even though we say Christ got our back. When we are in relationship in any form, fashion in the church or marriage or whatever, we should have each other's back. Yes, yes. We should have each other's back no matter mm-hmm. what. Because that's where the true unity is. When we when we unify with one another, I got your back. I see I, I see Sister Sutton such down downtown and she's trying to find that she done lost her pocketbook but they ain't got enough change. That's my sister here. It's five dollars. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know. Take it. Mm. Take it. Take it. Now I'm going to use this as a testimony and move on. I saw a man today. man came said, yo, bro, I don't want no money. He says, I just want something to eat. And he's still in front of the, 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 the chicken place, right? And I said, well, look, the guys over here always make me a sandwich. I buy you. He said, okay, just take me over there. I just want to start anything, just something to eat. I went there and paid for the sandwich for him and told the brothers to give me everything on it. And then was overjoyed. He was thanked, you know. Mm-hmm. But, what I'm trying to show you is unity. See, see, the Bible says that we should care and care for one another. Do you hear what I said? And that is the that is that is the that is the evidence of unity. When you care for somebody, and the thing about it, I did it out of love. Mm. And where there's, where there's love, there's unity. Yeah. Where there's love, there's unity. Mm. Let's move on. I want to talk to you about the leaders that are here to train us in unity. Let's go over to Ephesians. Mm. Fourth chapter, the 11th to the 13th verse. The thing that, that really hurts me that in leadership that there's no true unity. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to see the format of unity in, inside our leaders. But even our leaders don't have unity amongst one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, of you, some of you on the line know what I'm talking about, where there's no true unity. But let's go on and read. It says we're reading four chapter and 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 see when when this, when I'm getting ready to talk about 
is not a natural unity, but I'm told, I'm going to talk to you about the unity in the spirit. Amen. See, 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 there's a natural unity that we walk in, but there's also a spiritual unity that we connect with each other in. And it says, and we gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity, listen to me, until we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Can I just read that part to you again? Till we all come in the unity of the faith, mm-hmm. of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect, the word perfect means equipped, equipped man, unto the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ. And, 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 and how we strive to reach the fullness of Christ in us is we walk in the unity, not only of our natural unity of coming together, but we walk in the unity of the faith, not only in Christ Jesus, but in one another. Because, see, when, when I exercise the faith that, that I have in you, I'm exercising the faith that I have in Christ Jesus, because if he's in you, then I have faith. Mm-hmm. I have faith in you because of the faith that you have in Christ that's in you. Yes, Lord. And see, that faith has a work in unity. It says, in the unity of faith. Unity. That means, that means we both believe and have faith. You sick. I have faith and believe that you're going to get well. Mm-mm-mm. To empower the faith that you have that you're going to get well. Mm-mm. And our faith start to operate with one another in unity. Oh, I like the way the Holy Ghost broke that down. Amen. That our faith works in unity with your faith, and they work in unity. See, unity is two, 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 two things coming together to work as one. Mm. Amen. And that's how we should be in the body of Christ. We should work and unity with one another to work in as one. But yet, our leaders are not teaching it because we can't see it in them. Mm. They, they're bickering. They're arguing. One want to be better than the other one. One want to teach the other one. One want to do this. Again, the body of Christ is not a place of competition. Because you can't do no you can't do no better than what God allows you to do. Amen. Can I tell you all that again? You cannot do no better than what God allows you to do. Because see, it's not you operating of your own, but you're operating of the will of God that's in you. Yeah. He exercises the power for you to do whatever you do. It's not your power, but it's his power. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. And the thing that we, we have to understand about walking in unity 
Are we following the instructions of Christ Jesus that he has given us in his word? Can we talk about that for a minute? Let's go over to Galatians. And um, let's go over to the third chapter in Galatians. Let me see what I'm talking about. It's so easy to want to walk in unity with people Mm-mm-mm. when they understand what unity is. See, a lot of people don't understand what unity is, so it's very, it makes it very difficult to walk in that unity with them. But let's go over And I'm going to read from 12 down. It says, put, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowls of mercy and kindness and humbleness of mind, meekness and long-suffering. See, see there, there, there's, some, there's some elements that we have to undertake and apply to us to be able to walk in that unity. Did you hear what it said? It said, humble yourself. A lot of us don't want to humble ourselves. With one another. Then, then, it, then it also said, put on bowls of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind. It, it didn't say, it said humbleness of mind. And, 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 and if I got to break that down to you, it means be, neat, be, be a neat person. Be humble. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when it says of mind, because you got to watch what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And see, if your mind is humble, then your words will come out of your mouth or be words of a humble person. The Bible says, so is a man thinketh in his so is a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. All our thoughts come from our mind. If our mind is not humble, then whatever comes out of our mouth that has went to the heart. It's either going to be bitter or nasty, or I don't care what I say. Mm. I was reading the other day where the Bible lets us know that it should be, it should be iron sharpening iron when we speak to one another. We should be able to sharpen each other in a conversation, no matter what it is. We should never walk away from a conversation as being brothers and sisters in Christ, disturbed or upset with one another about what the conversation or what you said to me or the tone of voice that you use with me. Amen. Amen. Should never. But let's read on. It said, therefore, it should bearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even if you have a quarrel with somebody, I still should forgive you. I should be able to come back. I should be able to come back and we quarrel, and I come back and say, you know what? God bless you, sis. I forgive you. God bless you, bro. I, I, I forgive you. And please accept my forgiveness. Because the same God that forgave you is the same God that forgives me. And the same measure of forgiveness that we apply to somebody else 
is the same mercy that he will give unto us. That's what reads the word, and your, your word will tell you that. But it says, bear one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a call against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. We need to exercise that charity. You know, in unity, even in our home with unity, we're able to give that, which is the ones that are in need. Just because I'm driving a Mercedes Benz don't mean I'm not in need. Mm-hmm. Just because, just because I'm driving a BMW, I'm not in need. Just because I live in a big house doesn't mean I'm not in need. And I'm the say that. I should always open up the doors of walking in charity towards those that walk in unity in Christ Jesus with me. You could have a $1,000 suit and only have $2 in your pocket and not need $5 to put some gas in your car. Even in your, even in your ignorance or your stupidity to want to live on that level when you can. If you're in need, I need to show you charity. Amen. And these are the products that that we produce in walking in unity with one another in Christ Jesus. In the in 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 in. in, in, in. In the 15th verse, it said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. To, yes. to the which also ye are called in one body, be ye thankful. And let the words of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and acknowledging one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and singing the grace in your heart to the Lord. Yes. And it says what and it says whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Yes, giving thanks. We should do everything in who? In Christ Jesus. Yes. So if we're doing everything in him, then we because we're walking in the unity with him, then We'll produce the things of Christ Jesus here on earth. We are the product that produces the things that our Christ, our Jesus, is still alive. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. But yet we have to walk in that unity. Mm. We have to walk in that unity. Let's go over to Second Chronicles, the 30th chapter. Just want to show you about what God did back back in the Old Testament, and then we're reading from the twelfth uh, chapter. It says, "Also in Judah, the hand of God was to give them one heart to do the commandment of the king and of the prince by the word of the Lord." Did you see what God said? As in Judah. The hand of God was to give them one heart to do the commandments of the king 
and of the prince by the word of God. By the word of God. God illustrated for them the walk, walk in unity and what they and what they had to do to follow the commandments of the king. Amen. He didn't he he said, All right, my people, my hand is gonna rest on you to walk in unity, to follow the commandments of the king that 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 will be illustrated through my word. So you see, because it comes out and it said, By the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord, that I want you. I don't want no opposition. I don't want nobody saying this or that. But my hand is gonna be rested on y'all to walk in one mind. And, if y'all, and, and, and as they walked in one mind, they walked in unity. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you right now, and some of you don't catch it, if only you allow God to touch you, you'll be able to open up and walk in unity. Can I tell you all that again? If you only allow God to touch you, If you only allow God to touch you. The thing that we have to understand as being children of the New Testament is that we got to understand that we we got to walk one in Christ Jesus. We got to walk in that one. Let's go, let's go over and, and, and see what I'm talking about. Galatians, the third chapter. In Galatians, the third chapter. Mm-mm-mm. He must have known one thing about walking in that oneness with him. In Galatians, the third chapter. In Galatians, the third chapter, 26 to the, to the 28th verse, he says this. For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Did you hear what it just said? If you've been baptized in Christ, then you have put Christ on. You have put Christ on. So that means Christ is in you. You went on to say, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither born of nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye all one in Christ. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. We are one in Christ Jesus. And if we are one in Him, and He's in us, then we walk in the true unity that's in Christ. After the night and after the day that, that that a lot of you that say you are but 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 you're not producing that, that walk of unity, we'll know that, that he's not in you. I know that's that's harsh, you don't want to hear that. But that's the truth. Because if he's in you with the word just told me, then you produce that you'll show that unity. If that unity is not in you, then he ain't in you either. Amen. 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 Because you can only produce the things that that which is in you. 
And if Christ is in you, you got to produce this unity that's in Christ Jesus. And you should be able to, to do it because you have, you have illustrated to everyone that you've been born again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people profess being born again with the mouth, but they don't walk. Oh, Jesus, somebody, somebody stop me. But anyway, the Holy Ghost let me know that they, 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 they say they are, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They say they are, but they're not. Because, see, those that are born again in the spirit walk different than those that, that say they are, but just been born again in the flesh. Mm-mm-mm. My grandmother used to say, yeah, they went down a dry devil and came up a wet one. That's because they never shed it off the whole man. Let's go over to first Corinthians. And I can show you more better what I'm talking about, the 12th chapter, and I'll be reading from the 12th to the 13th verse. And it reads, For for as the body is one and have many members, all of the members of that one body being made many are one body, so also is Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is made up of many bodies. All of us, he's made up of all of us, which makes him alive and many members. But it, then it says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. It's telling you right there that if you've been born again, then you've been born again in that one spirit. It doesn't matter who you are. You've been born again, not of the spirit, not, not, not of the flesh, as Jesus, when Nicodemus came to see him, he told him, well, he said, I can't do it. He said, well, a man can't go back up in his mama. And he said, he's not born of the body, but he's reborn of the spirit. If you have been reborn, you've been born again of the spirit of who? Of Christ Jesus. And if you're born of the spirit of Christ Jesus, you should exercise the things that are that come out of who's in you. The Bible says, great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You should be able to show that greatness of that unity that's in you. And not that unity that you was that you got in the world. And this is why it lets us know that we're born in one spirit. And we must we need to understand these things. I just want to take you through some things before I close this out. I want to go over to first Peter three and eight. And I'm telling you. It's time for us to walk in unity with one another. I don't care who gets the job done as long as we get it done. I don't care. I've I've, I've hooked so many people up to go preach places with their own ministries, their phone ministries, their radio stations, you know. And that's because of the unity of Christ in me, you know. And I don't look for some of them. 
you know, you would think, a lady came and told me, she said, you know what, Reverend Carmen, you should be a well-off man, as many people you help in ministry to do this, do that. And she and she said, it's a shame that some of them don't even call you to come preach. They try to hook you up, and you have hooked them up to preach. You have hooked them up to do this. And I said, you know what? I did it out of the love that Christ has in me. I don't care. I don't care. Because God, God sees fit. God mm. sees fit. You know, I don't, I don't put pressure. I have people sometimes, some friends in the church, they got in contact with me. And they were ones that out of the blue, they sold $500 to me. Yeah, it's $500. And they may not sell for another, uh, to, to, to the next year. But that was on them. I didn't beg them for it. I didn't ask them for it, but they sold. And they told me every time they sold, they sold harvest. They sold harvest. Because um, it was good ground that they sold it. It was good ground. Because I walk in the unity that's in me of Christ Jesus. Amen. It's not about, I love when people so into me, but it ain't about that because that's how Jesus lived. Did you ever hear Jesus in any scriptures ask people for money? No, he didn't. But Jesus wasn't poor. And you know he wasn't poor because he had an accountant. Judas was his accountant. <laughs> a man that a man ain't got no money, what do you need with an accountant, right? But uh-huh. yet, yet he had an accountant. And he never and you never see him in scripture ask for money. Because people sold into him. And as they sold into him, they need the blessings of sowing into him. That's why he said a workman is worthy of his high. Yeah. A workman is worthy of his high. In first Peter the third chapter. In the eighth verse, in the read. Finally, be all of one mind and having compassion one of another, and love as brethren, and be pitiful and be courteous. Uh huh. See, see, see. This is this is that unity that when we exercise and be and be caught up with one another. You know, I, I just I got to read it again. It says, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, and be pitiful and be courteous. Mm-mm-mm. These are the things that we need to exercise in walking in unity with one another because these are the elements that we see are performed by us and we know that Christ Jesus is in us. Because there's no difference. We're just alike. Those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you. Let's go on. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I want to read from one to four. I'm telling you, the word of God is talking tonight. And I hope that you're listening to hear what God is saying. 
He says here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech ye that ye walk worthy of your calling or vindication, wherewith ye are called. Mm-mm-mm. With all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, and daring to keep the unity. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me tell you something. And daring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You see that? There should always be peace with us as we walk in the unity of the spirit of Christ is in us. There should be no division. There should be no. There's going to be confrontation. But it shouldn't ride over that I don't like you no more because we had a difference of opinion. Because one thing about it, we have to understand that God may show you one thing in one way and show me the same thing in another way. Because what he showed you was for you and what he showed me was for me. And even though I heard the same scripture, we read the same scripture, but he showed me something in it that was for me, for what I was going through at that time. And then he showed you something that was in it for you. And when I taught you, we shouldn't be arguing, but we should be overjoyed that God did show you what he showed you, and he showed me what he showed me. And that's why they said there should be a bond of peace. In the unity of the spirit, there should be a bond of peace. Let us walk in that bond of peace with one another as we walk in the unity of Christ Jesus. Let's go over to Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. And I'll be reading from the 16th verse. And it tells us the same thing. Be of the same mind one to another. Mind not high things. Mm-mm-mm. But consent to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own we, we We need to be horrible to those that are not on the level where we are. We need to be we need to be humble to those that are not financially put are walking in the place that we're walking. Like I like 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 I told you earlier, that man asked me for some money. I know I have some money in my pocket. And the only reason I got money in my pocket is because God allows me to have that money. And I was able to do something good with the money that God put in my pocket for somebody else. And that's why it says here, be of the same mind one to another. Mind not high things, but be high things, but consent. To men of lower state. Consent to men of lower state. Be humble. Be ready to help. Be ready to exercise who Christ Jesus is in you. And then it said, be not wise in your own. Don't be, don't be wise in your own 
constant. But use the wisdom of Christ Jesus. And let me end this in Psalms 133. Pastor, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, you're going to love this one. Say it again. I said you're going to love what, what the word of God says here in Psalms 133. And we're going to close out in this scripture. And everyone online is going to love what it says in Psalms 133. Wait, okay, and Psalms 133. Wait, Psalms 133. Let's say that again because I misunderstood what you said. And I'm awake. I'm wide awake. Psalms 133. And everyone's going to love what the Word of God says here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really take just a few minutes just, just to break it down in the manner that the Spirit leads me. Okay. In Psalms 133, it says, Behold, how good. And how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? Do you know what the psalmist says? He says, how powerful it is for, for those that are in the body of Christ to walk in unity with one another before God. And, this, and, and I want you to understand what it is before the eyes of God when he sees us walking in unity. Check this out. And then he said, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down unto the beard, even, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirt of his garment. That, 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 that when God sees this, it's so precious to him that it's like the ointment. It's like the moon running from the top of the head. And, 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 and we're talking to you pastors. But when you pass this for unity, it runs from your head down to the whole church. Amen. Amen. It runs down. When you lose for unity, it runs down. Because when they see unity at the top, if whatever's at the top has got to flow down to the bottom. Amen. And it's just that time for us to see the unity. Because the Bible says it is like a precious ointment upon the head. It goes on to say, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, to bear the, to, to bear the Lord, Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. When God sees that unity, he will command the blessings. He's going to release things to you, and you're going to be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, I hope someone got touched to understand about that birth that that we're going to celebrate tomorrow morning. It was sent for a purpose and for a reason unto us that we can walk in him and be unified with him in all that we do. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name.
Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We want to we turn it back over. <laughs> oh, that's a word. Amen. Oh, that's a word. Amen, amen, amen. Not just the word of God. He didn't just preach, but he taught us. Amen. And we amen. thank you every year for that word that the Lord has laid upon your heart. It's a word definitely needed for these times. Amen. 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 We thank God for that. Um, I'm going to go on and ask you to pray for me, Pastor. Oh, yeah. Father God, in the blessed name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for all that you have given the overseer to pour out, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the teaching and preaching, Father God, that you have poured into him to pour out back to us, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to fill his cup back up in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Fill his cup back up, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to keep, continue to order his steps, Father God, as we go about into this new year, Father God. We ask you to put a special blessing on his life, Father God, that all that him and Lady Elect Maryland endeavor to do, Father God, you, Father God, know what they stand in need of. You, Father God, know, Father God, what they're in, where they're undertaking to, to to obtain, Father God. So we ask you right now to touch them in abundance, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we lift this up, Father God, we also lift our Bible study up to you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you will use the man of God, Father. Use it in a mighty powerful way, Father God. He was on strong, Father God. But circumstances came into came came into play, Father God, where he had to cut come down, Father God. But Lord Jesus, we we ask you, Father God, that you will bless him monetarily, Father God, where circumstances will never stand in a way again, Father God. Because his his ministry, Father God, shall always come first, Father God. And we know, Father God, that you if anybody can do it, Father God, we know it is you, Father God. So we thank you in advance for what you're going to do in his life in 2018, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We praise you. We give you honor and praise. It is in your precious name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, woman of God, for that prayer. At this time, we want to move on, and I want to open the doors of salvation to anyone on the line. But we have heard something that touched them, and we have heard the Lord's voice calling them the first yet time to anyone on the line that doesn't have a relationship with God or with Jesus. This is the after time for you to join him in the unity of who he is. And we thank you, and I'm not one that holds the line for a long time to wait for a person to make a decision. This may not be the time. This may not be now. <clears throat> but when that time and that hour do come, we ask you to find your Bible teaching church that you can learn the unabashed word of God and walk in your salvation in the fullness of Christ that's in you. You never know. You may be in the shower. You may be riding down the road. You may be walking with your friends. And when you hear the voice of God, you may say, yes, Lord, yes. And on that day, 
please come join us in the house of God. At this present time, we want to open up the floor for anyone that may want prayer that the Bible says when two or three come in agreement that God is in the midst, let us come and agree with you in what God has put on your spirit to pray about. Amen. I have not had a chance to speak to you, Overseer, because um, my vertical came on when I returned from Philadelphia. And for Friday, for the day of the Friday, I was um, down the whole day asleep. But I need you to pray for the circumstance that went through. We did obtain the property of the church. We do own it now. But with what circumstance that took place, um, I need you to really pray for me, pray for my husband, and please pray for missionary Shirley Tadlock. She really needs prayer. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Father God, you know more about this situation than I know. And Father God, I ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, that your hand, your holy but gracious hand, Father God, fall down on this situation, Father God. Father God, I ask that your peace that surpasses all this and protects your heart and the mind, we will in the body. And all those that had that had a moment to deal with the situation of acquiring the church, Father God. My God. Father God and Father God, we know that someone left with some difference of heart and and, and some people left with an upset spirit, Father God. And Father God, I ask you right now to them right now in their mind, Father God, and let them know it wasn't about them, but it was about you. And you allowed it to happen in the manner that you needed to happen because you needed to see how they were going to respond to what happened, Father God. Amen. Were they going to let go and let God, or were they going to do it themselves? So, Father God, they're upset is because of how they felt. But the ones that let go and let God are not upset. And, Father God, we thank you for them. Because we know whatever measure that they went through to to get your house, Father God, they will get back ten times the full of what they went through, Father God. Mm-hmm. We know, Father God. Mm-mm-mm. And, Father God, we ask you to look over Missionary Shirley, Father God, you know more about that than I do. But Father God, bring peace to her spirit, Father God. Yes. Father God, let, let let her know one thing, Father God, that it's you. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, Father God. And your son, hallelujah, let her know that your son is the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He is the rose of shine, Father God. And Father God, it's in him that her, that, that her peace reigns, Father God. So, Father God, we ask you to touch her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet right now, Father God. Yeah. Bring a gentle spirit into our midst, Father God. Father God, we we move that that that, that element of the adversary just tick tick and tick and tick and tick and with her about what took place, Father God. And Father God, mm mm mm. 
We bind that spirit that come, that has come against her right now in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Father God. <laughs> and we ask you to remember what's due to her. And we ask you to distribute your, your angels to stand around her, Father God, that she may not only walk in your peace in the spirit, but also that peace in the natural, Father God. Mm-mm-mm. And let her regain, let her regain her mindset of who she is and what she is in your kingdom. Yes, Father God, we ask you to touch John right now. Father God, we ask that you settle his spirit and let him know that it's not all the time about him doing things his way, Father God, but some things that he has allowed his wife to do because of the position that you put her in, Father God, as being a pastor, that her decision-making is not always of her own, but it's decisions that you have put in her spirit, Father God. And Father God, she may do some things that other people see that she shouldn't do, but it ain't about them. It's about what you told her to do. And Father God, we we thank you for her obedience and doing what you have her to do. Father God, we ask you right now to let her reap the harvest. Let them see what she did according to your will and your purpose in her life, that you shall shine and you shall show them and let them see them the rewards of her obedience. Father God, we thank you. We ask you to look over her grandchildren and her family members, Father God. We ask you to look over her daughters. Father God, and those that are, are around and surround her in any form, fashion, or way that the love pours out on who she is and what she is to them and what they are to her. We thank you. We decree and declare the words that have been spoken over the woman of God, over the man of God, and over the missionary, Father God, to be manifested in their life and bring the reality into the existence of where they're at inside of you, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else on the line that would like prayer? But to God be the glory, we will just have a corporate prayer. Father God, I pray for all those that was in the house of God today, Father God, and I pray for all the pastors and leaders that we're leading your people today, Father God. And yes. Father God, I pray for those that are journeying to just exercise the gift that you got in them. And Father God, let your word rule reign in the body and the spirit and then the manifestation where it says that your gifts and make room for itself, Father God. Let their gifts be make room that they may open up in this new season and be able to share the word of God in a mighty powerful way. And those things, those elements that have been holding them back, Father God, Mm-mm, I cast them out right now from between them right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. And, Father God, I prophesize your word that all those that have labored for you in this past season, Father God, the doors shall open up for them to be able to preach the word, teach the word, and exercise the word in a mighty and powerful way coming into this new year. Father God, I even prophesize that over my head, that I'll be able to exercise and run out and do your will. Father God, all those that are on the line that that are, are ailing, Father God, 
I throw your word out there by my stripes, you heal. Father God, I call for healing to flow out. Throughout this throughout the churches, throughout this country, Father God. And let those that that declare and walk in your will, Father, be healed. Let those in the rest home, Father God, be touched. Let those in the hospitals be touched right now, Father God. Let there be miracles released right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Let there be things done that people can't understand how it was done, Father God. Let it be released, Father God. Father God, I pray over everybody's finances, Father God. Let there be a change going into the new year. Let those let those that don't have have and let those that have and and been dealing right with you. Let them have more, Father God. Mm-mm-mm. Let their harvests flourish in a mighty and powerful way, Father God. Father God, we just thank you. And those and let new houses spring. Let I'm talking about church houses. Father God, let these new church houses rise up, Father God. I call for my church house to rise up in the new season, Father God. And those that have a desire, Father God, let their houses rise up in a mighty way, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you. Because you know all, all things are done by you. In Jesus' name, Father God, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. At this time, we are going to open up the floor for anyone that would like to give an encouraging word to the man of God. Please, you may do so at this time. Amen, amen. 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 Over here, I know I go last, but um, you know, always got a comment. I, I like what you opened up with. What Jesus has birthed? What has Jesus' birth meant for to us? What is what has Jesus' birth meant to us? And, and how you told us that uh, uh, the house of God is the house of God is not a place of competition. It's not a place of competition. You talk about the cliques and the division and the contention is in the church. You told us that, that there will be, there should be and there will be unity in the house of God because the unity the unity of Jesus the unity of Christ. Is within us, and that that's a powerful word within itself. The unity of Christ it dwells within us. It was a um, a, a bishop that preached today at um at our church, and he said the same thing. It's within us. He went as far as to tell us that it wasn't Christmas. It's, Christmas is every day. Christmas is in our heart. It's in our heart. Jesus Christ is in our heart. The Holy Spirit is in our heart. And that's how that's what you said with the unity of Christ. It is within us. God's attribute of unity, of being as one, is within uh-huh. us. And I, I I appreciate that. It was like confirmation. It was like confirmation. Uh-huh. 
and, and I thank you for that word. I was listening intently because I'm, I'm writing stuff down that I can use. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. The Bible says, "Go out and spread the gospel." So, in whatever form, fashion that you can get something on somebody else, add it on to what you got. Amen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Amen. And we thank you for those words of encouragement. And we thank God that you got something that you want to attach on to walk with you in your daily pilgrim walk. And we thank, we thank, we thank you very much. Is there anyone else on the line that would love to give some encouraging words? Mm. Glad to God be the glory. Again, we thank the pastor for her encouraging words. And those that may have had some but may not want to share them, you can always hit me up on Facebook and leave me a message. At this particular time, we're going to go on and close out. Have our benediction and let everyone enjoy waiting on 12 o'clock to look up in the sky and see that star. That star that symbolizes, symbolizes, that symbolizes about um. Mm-mm-mm. Our mighty Lord Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah, being born. Yeah. So, to God be the glory. Again, we thank everybody for joining us tonight. Please join us this week. I think is this week. Yeah, this week, this Wednesday. Please join us on closing out our revival for 2017. And join Pastor Megan Raleigh, Washington, at 9 o'clock Wednesday night for the closeout of our 2017 revival. We had an awesome year. We had some awful words and messages that went forth. So we're just yeah. looking forward to what God is going to do in the new year. And with that, we're going to close out. We always say on this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We thank everyone again. We love you. As I always say, in closing out the line, smooches, smooches, smooches. Amen. Everybody have a blessed and wonderful night. God bless. Amen. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.